on today's episode about emotional exhaustion and burnout we talk about what emotional exhaustion is and what are its symptoms we talk about the causes of emotional exhaustion how one can prevent emotional exhaustion and lastly we talk about how one can treat emotional exhaustion this episode is in conversation with amrita kajaria who's a psychotherapist so, so let's get right into the episode now so on today's episode where we talk about burnout and emotional exhaustion amrita what is emotional exhaustion and what are its symptoms so emotional exhaustion as the term suggests is basically a state of feeling really really worn out emotionally and drained and this primarily happens because of a lot of accumulated stress from your work life your personal life or a combination of both Mm-hmm. um when people feel this kind of exhaustion they may sense a lack of control over what's happening in life uh it can often kind of manifest in the form of this i am feeling stuck other kind of signs may be you know lethargy fatigue changes in sleep and appetite mood related changes such as irritability absent mindedness and a feeling of blandness or dullness I say that this person may be emotionally exhausted right so you spoke about manifesting uh, you know so do you do you think sometimes people get emotionally exhausted because they manifest it like you know they're like they just keep saying that you know they're tired they can't do this uh, this that do you think it's because they're manifesting it or is it because they're actually you know emotionally exhausted i think to clarify it's a way in which the exhaustion may manifest it may not necessarily be the person manifesting it so it may manifest in this feeling of i am stuck or i'm feeling tired and that's a personal experience it's not necessarily like the narrative is causing that there may be other reasons causing the exhaustion right. which is then contributing to this feeling or thought right okay so uh, building up to that what causes emotional exhaustion there can be so many factors right i think mm-hmm. an underlying explanation that would be short and crisp is when something exceeds a situation experience exceeds mm-hmm. a person's ability to cope um or in more you know our usual daily way of saying it's getting too much to handle um that's when it could lead to exhaustion but to answer your question a little more it could be prolonged work stress high pressure requirements at work very demanding jobs financial concerns a lot of adjustment issues whether it's divorce court cases mm-hmm. if you're caregiving for really long periods of time especially when conditions are chronic juggling multiple roles and social stressors right like we are navigating societal stigmas or marginalization mm-hmm. all of those could be some of the many causes of um the exhaustion basically um something that is not the usual and it's a lot more than the normal occurrence which then results in it being a lot to handle i also feel like uncertainty in this pandemic is that also yeah. cause of emotional exhaustion I, i i think it is for sure for sure i think because you're uncertain you're doing a lot more right you're also yeah. trying to uh juggle with a lot of things you're trying to be safe you're s- trying to get work done you're trying um, so of course i think it in this current time it manifests as exhaustion and potentially a lot more right so what are the some things that you can you know do to prevent emotional exhaustion uh again if i could answer this in the simplest way it would be protect your energy um mm-hmm. and honor the needs of your body so something that i have seen you right in terms of my own personal work or with work with my clients is 
that your body will give you signals a long time before you finally realize that you're exhausted right you'll mm-hmm. start noticing your body is kind of fatiguing or it's getting tired or it wants more rest or it's getting distracted and so just kind of noticing what your body needs can prevent from that kind of emotional exhaustion and just checking in with your basics of why are you eating well sleeping well hydrating well is there too much on your plate right now and is there something that you can probably put a pause on um in the relational space do you need support so it's just checking in with like the basics um that can kind of prevent it also this is like a completely unrelated thing but in relationships what do you think drawing boundaries is also uh, preventing emotional exhaustion yeah. because like yeah. there's a lot of like i feel like uh, like for kids my age like a lot of kids my age there's a lot of emotional exhaustion caused because of their relationships and like you know sometimes just being there for a partner all the time is really not good for you like you you can't take it sometimes you don't have the mental capacity to so i think drawing boundaries is definitely uh, can save you from some emotional exhaustion yeah for sure i think that's what right when we say that do you need additional support or do you need space do you need to say no to something yeah um is a part of kind of preventing your energy yeah so who who do you think is is at the highest risk for emotional exhaustion during this pandemic i think that's a very tough question to answer because if i put a clause to it it can actually take away from someone's experience and there are right. so many risk factors that the pandemic has posed mm-hmm. that each of us could be really really vulnerable right uh, whether mm-hmm. it's the isolation the loneliness the high demanding jobs at this point of time like you said i think the uncertainty right uh, yeah. abrupt changes in routine and life it's something that a lot of us are experiencing and so it's really hard to kind of put a finger and say okay this population may be really at risk i know that there have been a lot of like articles and research kind of indicating that you know it's a frontline workers who may be at mm-hmm. risk or people who have contracted covid or are dealing with the loss of a loved one but it's something that we are talking at a very collective level right so while they yeah. may be at more risk but it, it's something that everyone is exposed to in one form or the other so also building to what you said i think uh, this is where you know where uh, a lot of people like if you tell them if you're dealing with certain problems and then there'll be a lot of them being like you know there is someone who has it worse than you i think they overlook the situation they try to compare emotions which i don't think is right like everyone has their own set of problems so you like like you said you know you can't really put a clause to it like everyone is dealing with different things you can't uh, you know be like okay yeah. only doctors are sort of you know experiencing the most problems yeah. or only people who contracted the virus yeah. so yeah and uh, w- w- what is the difference between depression exhaustion and burnout okay so maybe we look at what exhaustion is first and then mm-hmm. kind of in- go towards burnout and then depression maybe so yeah exhaustion is a part of burnout it's not the entirety of it because if it was the entirety of it we wouldn't need a separate word to describe what burnout is um so exhaustion is typically a very usual and if i had to use the word right? it's a normal response to stress where one is feeling drained and depleted if the situation exceeds the ability to cope for that individual so that's exhaustion it's a part of burnout but when this exhaustion is kind of combined with other factors like say you know you feel like you want to alienate from work or disengage from it or your productivity right or your level of performance is getting impacted 
um then you can say that that's kind of escalating into burnout so one part of burnout is exhaustion but burnout is a lot more than exhaustion um, and similarly with regards to the difference between burnout and depression right i know that there's a confusion in it because a lot of the symptoms so to say or the signs of it are common such as extreme exhaustion feeling down reduced performance all of that um and so one may get confused but a big difference is that uh burnout is basically a response or a state of feeling physically mentally emotionally exhausted uh because of prolonged exposure to stress primarily associated with work career um but depression on the whole right is a lot more pervasive it spans through a lot more areas of life work family relationships and it's a lot more complicated there is a sense of loss of interest pleasure a constant sense of like sadness or low mood and a lot more to it so you can have both but they they are somewhere different because of the extensiveness of it right. so yeah i think that that's how i would kind of differentiate the three okay so amrita how does one differentiate between compassion fatigue and burnout oh they're completely um, they're very different because compassion fatigue is kind of like um, if i had to put it in technical terms it's like a secondary trauma response uh, which basically happens when you are kind of absorbing the emotional stress or trauma of someone else uh, which mm-hmm. then kind of creates this feeling of exhaustion so this is basically what um caregivers are likely to experience or doctors or nurses or mental health professionals right so when you're kind of listening to someone else's trauma someone else's suffering and pain to the point that you kind of take that on yourself and you begin to internalize it you begin to experience all of it that's when we can say that there is um some kind of compassion fatigue because it stems from the idea that there's a lot of empathy that you're being able to connect with this person but eventually this empathy then builds up into this sense of tiredness or fatigue or it kind of weighs you down so that's compassion fatigue and burnout on the other hand like i said it can extend to many other areas of life right it does not necessarily have to be just associated with caregiving um, it can come from a lot more it can be experienced by people in different professions also and in different areas of life also and the concern doesn't have to come from just listening to the traumatic experiences of another that right. could be one of it but it I think that's the primary difference that compassion fatigue comes only or typically only from it um, and burnout can have a lot of other underlying causes. Right. So lastly Amrita how does one treat emotional exhaustion? Um I think right before going into the specifics of it knowing that it varies from individual to individual because uh each person experiences it differently the severity can be very different and so the kind of uh, resources that are offered or the resources that may help the person kind of recover from it may also look very different sometimes if the case is really really extreme you might also need like psychiatric help or medication but again this depends on a very case by case basis on the whole if i had to look at it it would probably be bringing the body back to a state of rest where it can fuel itself a little more and it feels like a little more if i had to say right like revitalized of sorts right it it has kind of regained the energy that it didn't have and hence was feeling burnt out so 
that's on the body level this can look like basically taking pauses when you're working reconnecting with people who feel safe or taking like a longer break or pause that's something that helps some people seeking professional help and i think a large part of it is regular practice of self compassion because mm-hmm. we get exhausted not only because there's external pressure but because we have also internalized this pressure right and so we put this pressure that if i don't do work all the time or if i'm not done my work to this level then i'm not good enough or i'm not perfect and so we kind of expend that energy uh, without realizing what actually we might be needing so a part of recovery includes kind of unlearning these beliefs about self that kind of mm-hmm. put a lot of pressure and learning more healthy and sustainable ways of being whether it's taking adequate breaks managing your time well learning how to prioritize your needs and seeing that your needs can coexist with someone else's needs mm-hmm. um so it's very multifaceted i think um the recovery aspect of it but key ingredient being learning to be kind to yourself right uh, that was quite a good episode i <clears throat> i honestly learned a lot from this and a lot that i can even you know now tell my friends about so thank you amrita for being with I'm us i'm glad i'm glad and to everyone who's listening earlier uh, thank you for listening and i'll see you in the next episode